for joining us for this special prophetic update from Kent Christmas Ministries International. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted by this powerful and anointed message. And now, here's Pastor Kent Christmas. So glad that you could join us tonight. And uh, I pray that when we're finished, God will have given you some understanding. And so I probably just need to say up front that I'm not sure everyone who will hear this Bible study tonight is really going to be able to get a hold of it because it's really targeting a specific group of people. And uh, there are so many of you that are suffering in your walk uh, through physical pain or emotional pain and you wonder, God, why is this happening to me? So I think that I have some answers for you. And um, I want to talk to you tonight about compassion. Uh, we don't hear a lot about it, but uh, I'm going to read you a couple of scriptures here. One is out of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4, and it says, Who comforteth us in all of our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And I want to read you one more verse. This is out of the uh, book of Hebrews, chapter 5, and verse 2. It says, Who can have compassion on the ignorant, or literally those who don't understand the ways of God, and on them that are out of the way or are not saved, but that he himself also is compassed or with infirmities? And the word infirmities means sickness or weakness. It could, it could be a plethora of different things in your life. And so um, there's an old saying that says, if a man's eyes leap, then his head won't swell. He's referring to uh, Christians and believers who can weep over the situations of other people and so <clears throat> compassion the word compassion literally means to surround somebody who is suffering to literally wrap yourself around someone who is suffering and i can't think of anybody that is a greater example of compassion than jesus and uh, when you read the new testament the gospels there are so many different times that the Bible says this about Jesus, that when he looked at the people, he was moved with compassion, and then he would act. And uh, compassion is a, is a unique an ability. First of all, it's not a gift. It's not like one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. It's not something that you automatically get. Compassion in in yours and mine's life is something that has to be birthed. It comes out of a process. And the process that it comes out of is our own suffering. Um, you cannot feel the pain of others if you don't know what it is to feel pain. And so Jesus, uh, he was an extraordinary man. Uh, and, I, and I've just told you that compassion is not a gift. But Jesus, uh, he had compassion before he ever physically went to the cross. But the reason that was is because he was born with the nature of a lamb. 
He was the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. And we think of Jesus and we think, well, he was 33 years old before he ever went through pain. But he went through a lot of pain in his life. He went through rejection. Uh, the Bible talks about his family. It said his brothers did not even believe in him. Uh, there's no mention of Joseph uh, after, I think, Jesus as the age of 12, somewhere around there. Uh, he was an unusual young man. But the thing that a lot of people forget is that Jesus was God. And he had a foreknowledge because he would talk to his disciples about it. He would describe to them what was going to happen to him at Calvary. And so he walked with this knowledge in him of the suffering and the pain that he was going to have to endure. So he was familiar with that. The Bible talks about he was familiar with grief. He was a, another scripture says that he was a man of sorrows. I don't think it was meaning that Jesus was overcome by an unnatural or demonic spirit of sorrow, but I think it simply meant that he was acquainted with sorrow. He had come, and uh, when you go back and you read out of Luke chapter 4, Jesus begins to describe his ministry, and he said, to sum it up, he said, I've just been, I've been sent to hurting and broken people. And he had the power, the Bible says, because he was moved with compassion that he would heal all them that were sick or he would cast out demon spirits. And he was an extraordinary uh, man in his life. And um, the thing about Jesus, he was so pure and yet the Bible says that he would sit with a prostitute at Jacob's well and have a conversation with her and then he would eat with sinners uh, because he had compassion on them. He felt, he felt what they needed. And yet the Pharisees, Jesus didn't have a lot of tolerance for them. Why? Because they didn't have any compassion. Uh, at one time Jesus is ministering to a man that has a withered hand and the, the Pharisees are watching him because it's a Sabbath day and they're waiting to see whether Jesus would heal this man on a Sabbath day. And Jesus told the man, he said, stretch out your hand. And he stretched out this little withered hand that probably he had been born with. I'm sure he had been made fun of by children. And it was just, I, I can't imagine having that kind of deformity. And Jesus looks at this man and he says, put your hand out. And when he stretches out his arm, immediately... The compassion of Jesus made that hand whole. And yet the Pharisees became angry. And they said, how dare you do this on the Sabbath day? See, they didn't have any compassion. They could not feel the pain of this man. And, and the Lord looked at him and he said, you're such hypocrites. He said, you will take an ox or one of your animals that falls into a pit on a Sabbath, then you'll exert all kinds of physical energy and time to pull him out of that hole. And yet here, this is Abraham's son, and you can't have enough pity on him to see him healed on the Sabbath. And I, I, the reason I'm talking to you about this tonight is because I believe that the last move of God that we're already entering into is going to happen through people that, that have great compassion in their life. And so, um, selfish people never feel the pain of others. 
they just they can't they can't feel the pain um, they don't know how to they don't want to react and, and lots and most of the time people who have no compassion is because they've never had anything bad happen to them and the Lord knows that and he knows that the only way that people can reach a point where they can pour out themselves into the bruised and the broken and the needy is you have to go through a lot of different things. You have to go through a lot of heartache, a lot of sorrow, and um, probably a lot of you are like me when I get around people that are hurting. Um, I had people call me on the phone and uh, have cancer, stage four, all kinds of stuff, and I'll begin to pray for them. I always cry. And because I can feel the pain of that person. The reason I can feel the pain of that person is because I know what it is to suffer. As many of you know what it is to suffer. And see, Jesus, he can't use people that cannot feel the pain of other people. And the only way you can feel the pain of other people is you have to go through it. Um, when you go back and you read some of the stories of the great faith healers, uh, Maria Woodworth Etter was such a, a wonderful woman of God in divine healing and she ministered to thousands and the stories that are told of what happened in her meetings are incredible but we don't hear about the fact that five of her children died at a very young age. So this woman could stand on stage and reach out to the crippled and to the blind and to the bruised and the brokenhearted because she could feel their pain because she had experienced it. Oral Roberts uh, was raised in poverty and uh, by the age of 17 he had incurable uh, tuber tuberculosis, was supposed to die and then God miraculously steps in and, and heals this young man and so now he's a vessel that the Holy Spirit can flow through and we know the story of the tremendous crusades that Oral Roberts has conducted. Uh, Kenneth Hagin uh, had, had the same kind of story. He was born with a, a, a deformed heart. He had an incurable blood disease and by the time he was 15 years old he was paralyzed and he was bedridden. And yet God supernaturally healed him. No wonder this man, when you listen to him, you can, just, you can just feel the love of God come out of him. But he paid a price for that. Some of you have went through such difficulties in your life. You have suffered such intensity of discomfort and pain. And you think, Lord, why is this? Because God is positioning you that out of you, is going to come this wonderful gift of God, this wonderful attribute. See, um, compassion doesn't come from here, it comes from the heart. It really comes out of a broken heart, that God is healed, and he puts that inside of them, that, that we can take time out, and, and that we care about them. And I thought of Moses, you know, he was such a wonderful leader and pastor, and the Lord comes to him, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm emotional today over this thing because it stirs my heart. He comes to the Lord and the Lord says, Moses, he said, I'm killing these people you're leading. And Moses looked at God, he said, please don't. 
he said, if you're going to do that, then you blot my name out of the book of life too. And the Lord repented and he pulled back. And see, miracles only come out of compassion. When Jesus would do all of these things, he did them because he felt the pain of people. Could it be that the church has been bereft of the supernatural because we don't have any people hardly in leadership that can feel the pain of the sheep or feel the pain of other people? It's not just, not just men that are in the pulpit, it's, it's even laity. And so God in his mercy will take us through difficult times and years. Uh, for me it was years and wondering, God, have you forgotten me? And you, and you, but I can tell you this, that once God breaks you, or once God takes you through those times and those seasons to where uh, you no longer are dependent on yourself, but you become dependent on God, and you know that it was only because of God that you have come out of that, it changes you, and it gives you an ability to, to touch other people in their lives. And so, um, I thought of Apostle Peter. You know, we read about him and we think, why is this powerful man that preached the first message on the day at Pentecost? And we look at him and, and you know, he stands up and he has such a hunger to release the word of the Lord that day. But, you know what, it hadn't been too long before that he wasn't that kind of man. And, and Jesus looked at him, he said, Peter, he said, um, you're going to deny me. And Peter said this, he said, I'm not going to deny, he said, all these guys can, but I ain't like them. He said, though others deny you, he said, I won't. And then we find him standing at somebody else's fire and he's cursing and he's saying, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't care what you do to him. And then the rooster crows in that dark hour. Jesus looks across the courtyard and locks eyes with this precious man that he had told. He said, Satan desires to have you, to sift you as wheat. He said, but when you are converted, strengthen thy brethren. See, Jesus saw something that Peter didn't know he needed. And Peter was a very strong man. He had great talent in him, great ability. His problem was he couldn't feel the pain of other people until he felt the pain of his own failure. And through tear-filled eyes, he looked across that courtyard and saw the man of compassion look at him. And, you know, we don't know what Jesus did. He might have just mouthed the words, I love you. And the Bible says that Peter wept bitterly. He went out and he wept bitterly. And when he came out of that, see, before he was ever broken, when he hit adversity, he just draw a sword, cut off the ear of the man that he felt threatened by. But later on in his life, God's done such a work in him, such a, a breaking and such a, a wounding in his spirit that made him susceptible to the love of God, that when they got ready to kill him, he didn't draw a sword. He said, I'm not worthy to die like my master. He said, would you hang me upside down? Because 
I'm not going to go out that way. And they crucified him that way. And so, um, miracles, the supernatural, I believe, that we're getting ready to see. In fact, at our church, we're already seeing uh, absolutely bona fide miracles of cancer, brain cancer, all kinds of stuff, autism. God's just doing amazing things. But that kind of power of God can't come through people who can't feel the pain of others, who don't have compassion. And uh, some of the great organizations that we have in America today, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, the lady that started that, started that because her own daughter was killed by a drunk driver. And so now she can empathize, she can feel the pain of other people who have lost their children. She started that. A lot of these movements were started when somebody encountered that issue. So here's what I want to tell you. A lot of you are wondering, God, why has my life been so difficult? Or why am I going through what I'm going through? It's because God is birthing in you this ability. Because when you can weep with people that are weeping out of their own pain, when you can do that, it's like you reach your arms out and with your own suffering, you embrace them and you hold them. And then the healing power of God begins to flow through you into them. And God begins to set them free. God can never move through arrogance. He can never move through people that don't have mercy. And unfortunately, you and I are human. And the only way that we understand mercy and the only way that we walk in compassion is we have to go through tough things. But you will come out of it. And when you do, God will open great doors. And there's nothing greater than watching God flow through you personally and changing somebody's life. It's greater than a house. It's greater than a new car. It's greater than a vacation or being debt-free. There's nothing like it. And so, we want to be like Jesus. We want to have that compassion. We want to be able to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. So, don't be discouraged. Know this, that your pain and your suffering is birthing something out of you. That you're going to be able to touch the bruised and the broken and the poor and the blind and the captive. And God's going to raise them up because you're a vessel that can feel their pain. I love you. I hope tonight this short Bible study was able to give you some understanding. And I just pray that God would wrap His arms around you that are suffering, that need God's help. Don't give up. This is the greatest hour that we've ever lived in. God is not done with the church, and He's not done with you. So you hold your ground and be strong in the Lord. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.